hello, my name's Dawnette and I'm born and bred in Southend. How did you feel when the government said we're going into lockdown? I was a bit um, unsure of what to expect. It wasn't something we'd ever experienced in my lifetime. We'd had viruses like swine flu, but this time it was like not only a national pandemic but it was global and it was unseen and so it was it was something very different during lockdown it was kind of manic because you're you've got work to sort out you've got family to sort out people were panic buying food toilet rolls and so you kind of having to think about a lot of things all at once um, people were having to um, leave jobs work from home uh, and I suppose what was really uh, one of the hardest elements was you couldn't see close family and friends and so that immediately isolated me. For the first few weeks whilst I was home you're kind of, it felt not celebratory but it kind of felt like hey I don't have to get up to the alarm can eat what you want you're buying all the good stuff to put in the cupboards and um, so the first few weeks first couple of weeks it's just like yeah can do this because we thought the end was after a couple of months but as time went on we kind of learned it wasn't going to be like that health wise I suppose it's on two different levels physically I suppose like many when you're eating and not being able to get out I put on some weight um, which are, <laughs> as time goes on you've got to think about those sort of things so but I think mentally was also another area I think the first few weeks like I said so much was going on but then I suppose it does begin to affect your mental health more than you probably recognize or acknowledge because all of a sudden you're isolated you haven't got people just in your day to sort of reach out to or just that level of intimacy that I think we take for granted just have meeting people in the street family coming over to visit loved ones giving you a hug in the morning or even just to say howdy do to the neighbor you kind of had to it had to be very different I think I missed my daughter the most she was at uni so she was having to do her isolation there because she was one of the um, she's on an NHS midwifery call so she didn't come to it and she wasn't one that got sent home um, and then she moved in to help in the NHS out so I was worried so I really did miss her so even if she came to visit she was isolating with her father so that was nice and so I could drive by but it was like drive-by shooting you kind of sort of wave can't you so that was what I missed, just the intimacy of family and friends and, and just being able to pop in on people and people to pop in on me, I think, because I think that impacts on your mental health more than you realise. It is different, but I think for our own mental health, there's something about resilience that we need to kind of get into focus because it is very easy to go indoors shut the world out and and leave it there but I think there is something about if we want to keep our mental health positive and functioning and healthy we have to sort of challenge those barriers as we see them and and take those brave steps outside go 
walk around the block, go to, even if it's not to the supermarket, but go to maybe the corner shop where there's less people. Take those little challenges, those little steps, otherwise, otherwise the world can quickly close in on you. And I think if you're black, I think it's even more important because as a, as a, as a group, we're very sociable. So we miss being sociable, if I'm honest. And I have missed being sociable and, yeah, I want that back. <laughs> I think clarity from the government would make them feel a bit comfortable. But we get so many mixed messages. I think we could say PPE and safety precautions being in place. But I, I think the biggest issue for most people is the mixed messages, you know. Yes, you can go to work one week, you can't go the next week. You can go to school, but then children are carriers and could kill their nans. I think that's really negative messaging. I think um, the idea of test and trace should have been put in place at the very beginning, but it's, it's like playing catch up. So when things are inefficient, they're ineffective. It is changing and I, I've been struck by not only the things that have been negative, you know, the loneliness, the isolation, the fear, but I've actually been struck by the the really positive innovations, people wanting to do things differently. And I think because it has coincided with Black Lives Matter, that has really struck a chord for change. And I think for me, change is always, it's sometimes really uncomfortable, really challenging, but I kind of embrace it because I like doing something different. I like to move forward because you only have one life, you know? You don't die backwards. We're not Benjamin Buttons. We go forward. So I think that's... And I think if I wanted something really to, to take hold, is this sense of unity. I mean, this idea of we're recognising ourselves in others, that's been really positive. It doesn't happen for, it's not, I'm not saying it's taking over like this huge movement, but I've been struck by, I started walking, <laughs> thinking about health during this, this lockdown. I started walking and when I first started, nobody wanted to look up. And now people are looking up and wanting to smile long before I have to smile. And I think that is really, I don't know what that's all about. I just hope people who, who are smiling, keep smiling, you know, and keep finding the positivity and the strength and the empowerment and the desire to keep moving forward. I have had the flu vaccine. I have no problem with the flu vaccine. Um, I think black people have issues with vaccines and I understand the historical context of being operated on treat offered treatments that were barbaric having bits cut out of them and things like that the horrors of that and i get that history but i also think that as black people we have to acknowledge that our health is ours to manage and i think if when it comes to the flu jab i kind of decided years ago yeah okay i can take that um that had, had long enough in the the lab for me but i do think black people myself included have to have to think about what we take into our bodies and how we can live healthier lives because because it's important because nobody else is doing it public health struggles to address 
black black health experience. You know, they don't understand it. I've, and I've spoken to some. They don't get that um, our diets are different to other cultures. So they get it about Greek diets and they get it about Asian diets and they can get it about those who came come from the <coughs> from places like Thailand and that. But you never hear them talk about Caribbean diet, the benefits or the non-benefits of it. And I think that's important. So, and leading on from that, would I take a, a jab for COVID? Not this time, no. Until it's been tested, and I'm not going to be. I'm not prepared to be a guinea pig for something like that at this stage. In five years, maybe we'll all be taking COVID jabs, much like we take the flu jab. But anything prepared in haste, I don't know. I, just like anything you cook, you can slapdash some things, but I don't think with something like that I want to just yet. <laughs> I come from a long line of brave individuals, and I'm not saying they climbed mountains, but they climbed their own mountains. And I think I was raised recognising my foremothers and forefathers and what they went through just, just to get up in the day and take a step forward to improve the generation that comes next and they did it with such grace and I think they did it with such a focus that nobody was going to hold them back and I think I find that collectively in the community I live in I think we sometimes forget where our forefathers and mothers have come and how I think of my parents who are first generation immigrants coming to this country the bravery to leave those who you love to sail across to to a country you've never seen except on the postcard or written in a book and to arrive and it's nothing like you can imagine and still put your feet on the ground and plant them firm enough to have your children step up on your shoulders that is that is real bravery that is real and to do it with such grace and not that there's no bitterness, but they turn that bitterness into a sweetness. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of my history and I'm proud to carry that legacy. Donna, I'd like to thank you so much for talking to hey, me. Yeah, that's okay, girl. <laughs> it was fun. It was good to speak. It's always good to talk. Thank you. Stepping Out was produced by Josephine Melville for the South Essex African Caribbean Association in collaboration with Label Free Creativity and funded by the Essex Community Foundation.